Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a beekeeper, and I love films. As Stephen Covey once said, I am not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions. And the product placement in the film Bye Bye Love is insane. Every week, I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Jamila Jamil, Ricky Gervais and Mark Kermode, but this week, my special guest is stand-up comedian, actor, writer, Jamie Lee. I'll be in LA for just a couple more weeks, but you can keep up to date with all my live shows and stand-up gigs by following me on Twitter at Brett Goldstein and on Instagram at Mr. Brett Goldstein. I'm hoping to squeeze in a couple of live episodes over the summer, so keep an eye out for those, please. If you do enjoy this podcast and you want to support it and get more content, come and join me over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you'll get extra guest questions for most of the episodes. You'll get some videos, guest list tickets, recommendations, all sorts of stuff. This week, there's a full 10 minutes of extra chat with Jamie, and it's some really good shit right there. And remember, best of all, if you do become a Patreon member, not only do you get all the extra good stuff, but you don't even have to hear this bit about becoming a Patreon member. You get the episode, you get it without ads, you get it without this bit. Just give it a look over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. I will say this, though. I had a Patreon member contact me the other day and said that they missed Maureen, so I will be doing a special shout-out from Maureen just for the Patreons. So... Here we go. Jamie Lee is a brilliant stand-up actor, writer and podcaster. You might know her from the HBO show Crashing or from her work on MTV's Girl Code, amongst other things. We recorded this episode in an office in Los Angeles just a couple of weeks ago and I decided after Susie Ruffles' incredibly moving episode last week, if you didn't hear it, you need to check it out. It might be time for a really fun one. Warning, this episode contains spoilers, rude words and original film choices. So that is it for now. Very much hope you enjoy episode 48 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am joined today by a actor, a writer, a coder, a girl coder, a... <laughs> Star of Crashing and one of the finest stand-ups working in LA. Please welcome to the show the brilliant Jamie K. Lee. Hi. Hi, so Jamie good to Lee. Be here. Oh, so grateful to have you here. Yeah, I'm glad we're doing this. Um, Jamie and I are currently working on something that we're probably not allowed to talk about. I've known yeah. you now seven weeks. Yeah. Jamie and I have been writing on it on a show together and. I had the discovery. I knew she was a stand-up. She knew I was a stand-up, but we'd never seen each other stand-up. And then we finally did a gig together, and I realised it was a bit like reading each other's diaries. And yes. I felt really... There was so much um, so much about sex in both of us. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. God, this... I was like, oh, fucking hell, I should be watching... Oh, God. Oh, I don't no, I think that's, like, the best way to get to know someone is, like... Yeah. You kind of have your pleasantries, and then you see their stand-up, and you're like, oh, okay, we just, like, cut through, like, five years of friendship in yeah. five minutes. Like, I know everything about this person now. Oh, here's what's really going on. You're disgusting, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Exactly. Yeah, that is true. It's kind you, of freeing. <laughs> you were on the hit show, Crashing. Yes. 
And what I was always curious about, I mean, I have asked you this in real life, but I wouldn't mind you talking about it on Higgs. I think people would be interested. You started as a writer on it. I did. I started as a writer season one, and then season two I was also a writer, and there was discussion of, like, a girl stand-up character on the show, and I was like, ooh, (laughs) would love to play that. Um, Felt like a natural, (laughs) yeah. I was like, feels like a natural fit. Yeah, and then I was kind of told, like, no... You're not, like, the type we're looking for. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. We're, and then, we're looking for a girl stand-up, so... Yeah, and you're just a girl stand-up, yeah. so... Um, but, yeah, it was kind of, like... It actually was... It kind of put my mind at ease, because when you're told that you're not right for something, you yeah. stop thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so I kind of put it out of my mind, and then I was, like, working in sort of, like, a sniper fashion to, like slip a different character into the show um that i could potentially play and i wrote the character it got cut down to one scene and i was like cool i guess i'm maybe i'll just play one scene like that's okay like a scene is a scene it could be a really good scene hopefully it doesn't get cut yeah and then um sort of last minute they had done a bunch of casting like rounds and rounds of it and then um pete holmes was like Actually, maybe you should audition. I was like, wow. okay. Uh, long story long, I ended up going in for the audition, and it felt really good because I think I was under the impression that I wasn't necessarily like the first choice for this. So yeah. I think I just kind of was like, ah, what do I have to lose? And I, it actually made me pretty relaxed and like. Was kind it of in front of in my... the people? It was you in front of been... everybody. Oh my god! Yeah, it what, was like a final round. all the round. people you'd been sat around the table with, you yes. were now auditioning. In front yes. Of. Yeah. That's the bit I can't get my head around. Yeah. It was kind of crazy, but also it's so comfortable. Like you're, oh, really? you don't, yeah, you don't have that air of like small talk, high grade to see. Yeah. Like you're just like, oh, hey guys, you want me to just go whenever? Okay, I'll go. And they're like, yeah, whenever you're ready. And you're like, I'm ready. I know you. We know but each I other. I imagine you sat behind the table with the whole writing crew and then walking in <laughs> front of the out. table and going, okay, me now, my turn. And then doing really badly and then walking back around again. Oh, sorry about that, everyone does. Yeah, it was, it wasn't, I mean, that was kind of, it, yeah, that was kind of the vibe, uh, even though I didn't walk around from the table. But yeah, I definitely was like, oh, this is <laughs> weird, thank but God also... it went well. Yeah, thank God it went badly, well. I know, You had to have returned to the writer's room and everyone going... Yeah, no, it went great. I was yeah, like, oh, that God. felt really solid. And then, yeah, and then um, I didn't hear anything for two weeks. And I was like, I don't think I got it. Just kind of like, well, I didn't have it yeah. before. So I probably just still don't have it. And then I found out I did. And I was like, it was very emotional. I like yeah. dropped to my knees crying. I was like, wait, what? Like, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Because it had been such a journey of Who, being told. Me? Yeah, I mean, I was told like, no. Yeah. And then I ended up being the yes. So it was very strange. Ah, that's great. Yeah, it was a fun. And so was that, fun. that was two years of it? It was two years. Yeah, I was, I was um, in season two and three. And then we got axed. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Still, three years is. yeah. Three seasons is solid. In Britain, that's a that's an extra season. That's oh, really? A season too long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was greedy. Three seasons. Wow. Two oh, that's done. cool. Yeah. Cool. I got to be greedy. Um, do you like films? I do. I like them. Do you want to be in them? Make them? Yes, both. Good. There's a lot of sounds. Um, Are we okay? Or we just lean into it? It's just part of the environment. Yeah, I like the 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 sense that we're doing this while the world is ending. Okay. Um, it does feel like that a little bit. Jamie. Yes. I feel terrible. I've forgotten to tell you something. What? Oh, fuck. It's really bad that I didn't tell you this. What? I should have told you before we started recording, actually. It's really what? Bad. What happened? Oh, fuck. Oh, no. This is going to... Is this acting? Are you scaring me right now? You're, you've died. You've died. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm dead? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. no. How did you die? Well... <laughs> It was actually really pleasant. Um, I had a slight aneurysm. A slight what? Yeah, from orgasming so hard. And I happened to be on the beach. So it actually was like kind of hot. Were you alone? I was alone, yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't alone for the whole day. Like earlier in the day, I had some friends with me at the beach. And then they were like, oh, it's getting a little... Cold sexy. outside. We're gonna go. Yeah, it's getting a little sexy because Jamie keeps masturbating in front of us. No, but I. Yeah, so I just whatever. So they went inside, and then I. I just kind of like put a blanket over myself, and then I just like went to town listening to the ocean, and then I. Yeah, it just 
the waves took over. Waves of pleasure and the Probably sounds the best of waves. Of it. You've got, you're on the beach. You've yeah. got a blanket over yourself. Yeah. That's yeah I'm not me. disgusting. That's put me off this death. Not only because you're with sun and you're with nature. I, just, I don't cover oh. yourself at this point. If you're going to go, go. Yeah, go yeah I know. I kind of, I sort of chickened out a little bit. Yeah, it's, but It's your death. You get to choose. But yeah. So you, you're wanking on the beach. Yep. And you have such a hard organ yes, that your that brain explodes. A, yeah, that my brain explodes. <laughs> Slight aneurysm, not painful. No, 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 it wasn't a painful. Tickle, like a tickle. Yeah, like a hiccup, like yeah. a head hiccup. And then, like that. And then I was out. Dead. Dead. Wanked to death on the beach. Much more of a romantic death than wanking to death in the cupboard, like so many politicians yeah, do. Yeah, no, I was just out there. Yeah. One with the universe. Wouldn't we one think differently nature. of these politicians if they had wanked themselves to death on the beach than yeah. in the cupboard? There's something much more noble about it. Yeah. You just feel like, oh, it's, I appreciate your openness. <laughs> I mean, you're, you wank yourself to, the, to, to death in the cupboard. You're yeah. a pariah. Wait, what's a cupboard? A closet. Oh, a, oh, that's what you call closets? Yeah. Wow. Okay, because a cupboard's like a tiny, it's like essentially a drawer. Well, if you, so when you feel like that much shame, cupboard, you're wanking like, in a drawer. How do they get into the drawer? <laughs> oh my god! So you wank in it. Hold it up so small. You wank in a closet. Mm-hmm. You're a pariah. Yeah. You wank on the beach you're today. You're a hero. You're a hero. Yeah. You're a saint. I feel like you a were saint. one with nature. Mm-hmm. I love that. I was very connected. Did the what? Did did your friends? How long was it till your friends noticed? Um, well, one of them left her. Um, us weekly on the beach yeah and she's a big tabloid head big us weekly so she came back out yeah to get her us weekly and yeah i was just but i had kind of like a weekend at bernie's vibe because i was wearing like sunglasses Mm. and i looked really happy and like kind of drunk so she was like jamie did you did you masturbate on the beach again and then i didn't answer and she was like jamie did you masturbate on the beach again and i still didn't answer and then a third time, she poked me with a stick. <laughs> and she was like, Jamie, I told you, if you keep masturbating on the day beach, gonna, one day it will kill you. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then, yeah, and then they, they took my body around with them that night um, just to, like, celebrate my life. Yeah. And, and they, they want to like, tell everyone yeah. how it happened. Yeah, they told, yeah. yeah. They knew. They didn't, ha- they didn't see it happen, like, oh, but I'm they sad. knew. Uh, are you sad? And they'd be like, no, because here how she died. We're, we're yeah. joyful. Yeah. It's like everyone should be so lucky as to go out orgasming on a Waking beach. on the beach. Yeah. Do you fear death? Do you worry about it? Yes. I fear death when I think about it. So I think I just try to not think about it too much. But then I also listen to a lot of like sad podcasts with like interviews with like dying people. I'm very interested Jesus. in it. But I feel like sort of the consensus is just like the more... The more you resist death, the more it becomes painful. So if you're just kind of like, yeah... It's coming. Right. It, like, calms you down a little bit. I think that's true of everything. Yeah, I think that's true. I like Resistance that. is never good. Yeah. Do you think this stuff happens after you die? Nah. No. Do you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why not? I feel that's like... That's nice. I like the why not. I do, because I think that there's... I, I, I sort of get all these, you know, people that are atheists that go, like, well, facts are facts. I sort of go... This whole thing's a fucking magic trick. Like that is a really excellent like point. You, what do you mean, facts of facts? How do we even know? We what? Like we don't know anything. Yeah, all of this is mad. Yeah, any and to be clear, is... I'm not an atheist. I just don't. I don't think I have. I don't know if I'm like, oh, I'm spiritual. I guess I do align more with what you're saying than just lights out. You're dead. Because I I do think that there's we are linked somehow, mm. and I don't know how and i also feel like none of us know anything so i think it's okay to just be like yeah i think we're part of something greater but i don't necessarily know what that is and i don't know if it's god related or just like planet related i have good news oh good i need some good news there is an afterlife oh and it's great oh cool. it's like heaven it's got everything you want there's there's the sea you can wank in front of it all you want oh thank god everything's there us weekly that you obviously like to wank yeah. to that's there <laughs> no i wasn't doing it to the us weekly the us oh, weekly happened to be whatever it just was near you. yeah it's just near me okay but in this heaven yeah all they want to know about they're obsessed with films okay like you 
Yes. And all they want to know about is your life through film. Okay. And the first thing they ask you is, I'm just laughing at how wank-heavy this episode is. I, I didn't really mean to take it there, but I, I guess it, I... Is it, it's is my it, fault. Oh, I brought it up. I think I yes-ended it. I brought it up with my stupid death. It's a great death. Okay. My, one of my favourites. What is the first film that you remember seeing? This is a really tough one for me. Mm-hmm. I have a couple floating around in my head, but maybe Star Wars. Right. Or, or there was this Sesame Street movie. Follow was, that bird. Okay, not follow that bird. There was another one. It, yeah. it was around the same time. Yeah. It it's the one where he goes to China. Big Bird goes to China with Barkley. They dig a hole and they end up in China. Not follow and that they're bird. like on the Great Wall. Yeah, yeah. Not follow that bird, but that probably was like my second or third movie. Follow that bird. What's follow that bird about? If not follow then... that bird is about Big Bird. I think is looking for his family. Yes, and he meets the Dodos, and then it just a very vivid image of him being blue in jail. It's where he meets Snuffleupagus. I don't know if Snuffy's in it, but I know that he gets, I think, swept up with a circus and they put him in a cage and they dye him blue. That's awful. It's so sad. But then it works out. I don't remember how it works out, but I do remember it works out. Big Bad Guys to China. Yeah. It might have just been like a TV movie that they put out, whereas like Fall That Bird, I think, is like a real Fall That Bird is a proper cinema. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I mean, I two, just have the image of Big Bird on the bridge. If it's a Sesame Street wall. movie or Star Wars, what a start. What a start. Yeah. Star Wars is interesting because I feel like I remember liking it as a kid, but yeah. now I'm just like, I don't really remember. And I know I can already feel people listening to this being like, you don't remember. But I don't really remember the details of Star Wars. I just know there was like a lot of sand and yeah, that's Leia Wars. had cool buns on her head. Did you watch this on TV or at the cinema? Do you remember? I think at my house. I think we had a VHS. Do you have brothers and sisters? No, only child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seven weeks in, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You have up. what? A sister? Tell you why, because I don't have shit a small talk. Oh. Don't I usually like... go like, what's the. <laughs> I yeah, I also have so many questions for you about your family and like everything. Right. But it is weird because it's like we work together, but then we also know like weird, intimate stuff from yeah. each other's. But not from basics. our stand up, but not the basics. Yeah. Wait, you have a sister. I, I do have know a sister, that. Yeah. Is that you only have a sister? Yeah. Okay. She's enough. And she's enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's so cool to have a sister. I want that's a sister. That's what, so what I write on her birthday card. You are enough. Aww. <laughs> that's sweet. <laughs> Uh, Anna reminds me of my favorite Jennifer Lopez movie. Enough. I, love I fucking movie. love Enough. It's such a good movie. Me and my best friend Paul went to see Enough. We quote it to this day. Yeah. I think you've had Enough. Oh, enough is so good. It's so good. Oh. And it holds up. And it's even more relevant now because of everything going on. Yeah. With, like, all the sexual harassment allegations coming out. And, Dr. Yeah. Carter from ER's in it. Being a naughty boy. He's so scary. It's great. Yeah, he's so scary. He's such a great villain. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Great. I mean, so far, you've mentioned three films that are all classics. So okay, well done. great. Yeah. You have uh, to see this. The Sesame Street one is, it was really good. Is your husband the only child? No, he's one of three kids. He's the middle child. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a mix. What a heady, what a heady brew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, oh, fascinating. Right. So you watched Star Wars. You were an only child. That's blowing my mind. Yeah. You don't have, I mean, well done. Thanks. Uh, and you, <laughs> did you watch it with your mom and dad? Do you remember? You I think my them? dad showed it to me. Yeah. Right. You're close with like your mom and dad, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But my dad was definitely the one who was like, I mean, that's like kind of a male thing to be like, look at this thing I like. Like, yeah. let me show you. Now I'm like, my dad like mansplained to me like <laughs> through movies. Um, but yeah, uh, I did watch it with my dad and... I remember enjoying it, but I don't. I I didn't cling to it like a lot of people who grew up with watching Star Wars. Interesting that your main memory of Star Wars is sand. Yeah, and you died on the sand. Oh yeah, I love that connection. Mm. Ooh. What is the film that scared you the most? To this day, yeah, it was a film that I saw in the theater when I was maybe fourteen years old. I went with my dad again. And it was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Kenneth Branagh? Robert, yes. Robert De Niro, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh directed. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You were an encyclopedia. Yeah. 
Okay, so specifically, and I really like horror movies and liked horror movies. Yeah. And I was seeing everything that came out in that genre at that time. And I think this was kind of when I was, like, really delving in. Like, I think I started watching horror movies when I was maybe 12. And so, like, right. 14, I was, like, in it, you know, yeah. for two full years. And we went to see it. And I just remember, like, it was so scary. I think we left. I think I was like, I got to get out of here. And I think the reason is because I realized anything to do with, like, the plague and, like, Black Death and surgery specifically. Right. Sewing up a person. And Helena Bonham Carter had that, like, one, like, lazy sewn shut eye. And she just kind of looked like like a yeah. raggedy Ann doll but a living person. I think it's, like, the sewn flesh mixed with the just eminent death everywhere uh, at that time. It was just too much. I don't know. There was something about it that it was, it, it was too grim. That's interesting. So it wasn't even really a horror movie as much as just... I think it... Yeah, you just don't like... There was also like a hanging, like a mass hanging in the beginning, I think. That sounds about right. And it was like, you know, always every mass hanging in movies with like of that time period, it's always like they didn't even do anything that bad and yeah. they still get hung. And I just remember being like, they, uh, yeah, that was really the, hard to watch and it was a bunch of women. and Yeah. The third Pirates of the Caribbean movie... Kids film yeah. start, opens with a mass hanging <gasps> of children, I think. And I remember like a complete it, one or one they break out of. No, I think they it, went through with it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. God. I remember thinking, bloody hell, Ugh. bloody hell, you've gone, you've you've taken the. Let's make this one a bit darker, Tifa. It's too much. Um, do you watch it with? Was that with your parents? I saw it with my dad, and yeah. I think I I do remember needing to leave. Yeah, I think I left, and then I had actual nightmares and. I know people sort of throw that around, like, oh, that movie yeah, gave yeah. me nightmares. I actually had nightmares, and it wasn't even when I was asleep. It was like I remember distinctly being in the shower and, like, having flashes of it. And, like, I was just, like, scared to be in my own skin. Yeah. Yeah, it really, really messed with me. I wonder about this stuff. Sometimes I, I, I'm really into horror movies, and I, and I read things that tell you that they're good for you, that, like, psychologically they're good for you because, like, roller coasters... They allow you to experience mm. your fears of death, but in a safe way. Sure. And I believe that. Like I've death tripping. Yeah. I've definitely experienced that. But then sometimes I think that we might see things that are traumatic that give us PTSD. Yeah. That we probably shouldn't. Sometimes I worry about that. Like so, There are certain things I've seen in horror films that loop in my head in the same way in the same way that when I was in a car crash that will loop in my head mm. as in I think my brain reacted to it as if it were trauma do you know sure. what I mean I think and that's I what they're intending yeah but and then I, I think some bad? people can cope better than others yeah, yeah. but you know I, I feel like that's that feels very real to me that's yeah. exactly how it is yeah and I mean I think also yeah I think that there's a part of me when I watch a horror movie where I'm like it's sort of a a reminder of perspective. It's like, oh yeah, well at least I'm not being like chased after with a knife right now. Like whatever I think is bad about my <laughs> life, like at least I'm like not being hunted. At least I'm not having a lazy eye sewn on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, Mary Shelley Frankenstein. It is a film that is directed by Kenneth Branagh that has lots of shots of Kenneth Branagh topless, sort of with a really fit body. Really? A bit sweaty body, like pulling chains and stuff. I don't really remember that. And it's the thing I always think it's the same with Ben Affleck in The Town, mm. where I think, if you hadn't directed this film, it's fine, because you're a movie star. Sure. But the fact that you directed and it... And put yourself in front of the camera. And you would have at some point said to the crew, okay, guys. It's time for me. Shirtless me. Keep going. Keep rolling. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel embarrassed. He's like, yeah, we're in overtime. Well... <laughs> Look at these abs. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, can, can, can I look at the playback? God, I look fucking great. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I look so fucking great. That's yeah. so horrendous. And that is how it goes. Like, he definitely was like, I don't like the way I look there. Can we adjust yeah. the lighting? Like, you know that that happened. Yeah, and everyone's going, do we need this scene? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the plot. Do we need you? <laughs> Shouldn't we just focus on the monsters? We need this for the plot. What, what part of the plot? Because if his abs, he can create Frankenstein. Okay. Uh, you mean the monster? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I've read the script. Keep filming. Right, right. <laughs> um, what is the film that made you cry the most? 
I think the one that can that I really have no control over, even when I'm like I'm not going to cry this time, is Boys on the Side. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Boys on the Side with Winona Ryder. Right no. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, Whoopi yeah. Goldberg, and uh, came out the same time as uh, Quilt. Oh yeah, a, I remember that movie. How to make an AIDS yeah. quilt in twenty days, or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> How to meet a AIDS quilt in ten days. <laughs> <laughs> The the traveling tale of the oh AIDS my god group. the sisterhood of the sisterhood traveling of the AIDS school um, in in a small <laughs> country town where a bunch of old women like hanging out boys together. on the side tell me I yeah. saw it at the cinema and I don't remember boys much on the bit. side is about it's essentially about a girl's trip but like gone horribly wrong Drew Barrymore yes. accidentally killed a guy like the cops are after her. Um, but really what it's about is Whoopi Goldberg and, um, I think it's Mary, what is her name? Mary Tyler Masterson. Yes. Is that her? Yeah, it is her. Yeah. Mary Stewart Masterson. Mary Stewart Masterson. <laughs> or Mary is, Tyler no, Mark. no, it's not. It's the woman from Weeds. Who's that? Oh, uh, Mary. They God have such it. similar names too. Yeah. Mary something something. Mary. Mary Louise Parker. Mary Louise Parker. Okay. Right? We did a pretty good job. Yeah. That's three names. That's a Mary with three names and yeah. another Mary with three yeah. names. Okay, so Mary Louise Parker, um, yeah, so her and Whoopi Goldberg, they go on this trip together, and Mary Louise Parker has AIDS, but she's, you know, she's doing all right. She gets sick a couple times along the way, and then they kind of finally end up in, um, I believe, New Mexico, and she, like, meets a guy, and she really likes him, but she, like, can't sleep with him because she's like, I don't want to, like, give you AIDS. And, and, I mean, can am I allowed to spoil the movie? I yeah, don't you Okay, are. but, yeah, so she ends up... What does he say? Ah, oh, don't worry. I think he... He, yeah, he actually, he knows that she's sick because Whoopi Goldberg yes. told him. And then she, then she gets mad at Whoopi Goldberg. She's yeah. like, why did you tell him? I just want to be normal for a night, you know, and, um, yeah, but the, the scene that gets me, I mean, the whole movie is just, it's like female friendship and like, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's just so, it's so fantastic. And then at the end, the scene that kills me is they're all, um, oh, Drew Barrymore has had a baby, uh, with Matthew McConaughey who plays a cop. Uh, So he like literally puts her in jail but then he's like, but I love you, but I have to put you in jail. Right. It's very complicated. And, but anyways, there's a scene where they all like meet the baby for the first time. And Whoopi Goldberg is like playing, I forget the song. It's like, anything you want, you got it. You know that song? Mm-hmm. So she's singing that and playing guitar. And they do this shot around the room of everyone sort of like participating in this sing-along. And they just keep turning. And you pass Mary Louise Parker looking really frail and, uh, you know, withered and, yeah. and ill. And then they do another sweep around and then her chair's empty. Oh, and it God. is, I mean, even talking about yeah. it, I'm like, I the way they sealed that movie with that scene is like, uh, it's like genius. It gets me every time. I can't, I've had times where I'm watching it and I'm like, you are not going to cry this time. You don't have the energy for it. You're not going to succumb. And then it happens every time. Like that scene, like I, it's... I, I can't. Um, That's beautiful. I can't stand against it. Yeah, it's so good. How old were you when you first saw that? Maybe like fifteen. Okay, wonderful. Oh, so good. Also, has never been mentioned on this show. And it's I just really, that. It's that. Yeah. Panorama. I don't know. Spin. I don't know terms. I'm like, it's panoramic. Like <laughs> they go around and around. It's just spinning around. We do this spinning around <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah. Just spin it around, cut the ties. Right, when it, say it again. <laughs> Mary, get, get out of your chair, Mary. You've got to go Quick, around again. Because they've only got a verse, so get on the floor. <laughs> uh, what, <laughs> what is the film that you love, mm. but most people hate? Critically, people hate it, but you're like, I don't care what you say. This film is wonderful. This is tricky because I don't know if it was... I feel like a lot. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was panned critically, okay. but I feel like people make fun of it a lot. Go on. Which is Taken. I love Taken. <laughs> That's a good answer. It's really good. Yes. And it's like fun, and it doesn't mm-hmm. stop, and it starts right away. And there's so many elements that are terrible. Like the girl who plays the daughter, 
I'm sure she's a delightful actress. Maggie I, Grace. Who is it? Is it Maggie Grace Maybe. from Maybe. Oh, is that who that is? I, I don't so. know. I never watched Lost. Yikes. Well, Yikes. Oh um, I know. I cannot, You're I in can, Hollywood. You've not seen I Lost. I know. I haven't seen Lost. Um, I haven't seen a lot of things. But, uh, yeah, but there was one scene where she runs to Liam. It's Liam Neeson, right? Yeah. She runs to him, but she, like, flails. Like, she truly looks like Phoebe from Friends when she <laughs> runs. Like, she's just, like, flailing. And she's like, Daddy! But she's, like, 17 years old. And, like, no one over the age of, like, seven runs to their father like that. That's funny. It was so ridiculous. So there's a lot of those moments. And I'm like, this movie's, like, kind of terrible. But, like, it's just so solid. And Do you love uh, Taken 2, Taken Harder? I haven't seen it. What about Taken 3? Taken no, because I'm worried I'm going to, like, I worry that I, I, like, I don't know if I could. I don't know. What happens? Taken 3, The Takenist. Uh, <laughs> Taken 4. <laughs> Uh oh, it's happened again. <laughs> Taken five. I'm just locking you in your room. <laughs> You're never allowed to do anything or yeah. go anywhere. Taken six. I'm not answering the phone again. I will not answer the phone. <laughs> um, I haven't seen two or three. No, I don't want to. No. Why mess with perfection? I don't like, I don't like follow ups. I don't like sequels mm. usually. I mean, there are some exceptions, but I don't yeah. I don't need to do it again. I had a good time the first time. I get it. That's fair. Yeah. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Um... What is a film that you used to love? You loved it so much. And you've watched it recently and you've gone, oh, no, I don't feel that way at all anymore. It's sort of like a writing comment. And I think we actually talked about this in the writer's room. But I, I, 16 Candles, I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And it's just so creepy now. And I can't. I'm like, oh, I, it's hard for me to enjoy this. A Splash is another one that falls into that category where I'm like, really? I remember really enjoying this because I like loved mermaids when I was yeah. a kid. and. What's wrong with Splash? I didn't know that. It's just like, it's essentially like she has no personality. She's naked the whole time. She's a mermaid. Yeah, but she's like, she doesn't talk or anything. She's a mermaid. I know, but the romance between her and Tom Hanks takes off right away. And it's just like solely based on sex. And she's like super horny. She's always like Mm. trying to make out with him. And it's like, maybe you should like stop making out and like learn how to like speak the language. Like... (laughs) Like, this is your problem with immigrants. Of, like, skipping Stop some steps, everyone. Yeah, it's Learn just like the language. it's just so. It's just like that's. It's it just makes it not. It makes. But what if it's just love at first sight? I don't know if I believe in that. Don't you? Maybe, but I didn't get that impression. I got like horniness at first sight, and then which is fine. That's Similar. valid. I got horniness at first sight. Mm-hmm. But then I think something that bothers me, and this is a trope that happens in a lot of movies, where they kind of chalk it up to love at first sight, but you don't get the feeling that these two are that into each other. You're not getting that so quickly that it justifies it. Hmm. So you're kind of left being like, wait, you guys are in love? Like, I don't know. I just thought you guys were, like, having sex a lot. Like, it's this weird jump that happens. Um, And I wish that either, A, they spend more time with the characters getting to know each other, or you have to shoot it in a way that feels so just like enigmatic and like mercurial and just lots of cool big words that I'm dropping <laughs> casually. Yeah, but like you need, you need it to be filmed in such a way where you're like, that was so hot. Like you need it to 
have that kind of like call me by your name, like mystique, I think, well, to justify the love at first sight. I'm going to argue for it. Please do. I, I love haven't it. seen it in a long time and I really want it to hold up. But isn't it? He's her first human. Yeah. She's his first mermaid. Yeah. It's okay. fair that they should be so drawn to each other. What is this? What do you like? Oh, I want to kiss you. I want to, I want to, I, I hope you keep legs because I don't want to start having sex with you and then you suddenly gain scales and I'm trapped inside you. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I think that they don't talk to each other at all. So it's purely How many is it married purely couples chemical? have you met who last for years and years and you say to them, what's your secret? And, and one of them goes, oh, we don't talk. Okay, well, you're making some excellent points. <laughs> I also really love like the vigor with which you are like fighting for Tom really Hanks and Daryl Hannah. Like, yeah, you I want it to be them. real. You want to believe in them. I, I get think- that. I, I think it's just like the way knowing that a guy wrote the movie and mm-hmm. you know the basic the basic stuff you hear. What is the film that mm. means the most to you? Not necessarily because the film's any good, mm. but because of the experience you had around seeing the film that you will always remember that film for it. So it could have been a first date or something like that where you go, that was the film. Hmm. Maybe Braveheart Love because I remember the summer that that came out, and mm-hmm. I don't know if this is correctly answering your question. I think Braveheart sticks with me because that was the first summer where my friends and I were like allowed to be dropped off at the movies alone, and there was this movie theater that had like an upstairs and a downstairs, and upstairs that's where all the theaters were, um, and downstairs there was like an arcade and like mm-hmm. a virtual reality place, and like. For a while, they had... Where is this? Where did you grow up? In Dallas, Texas. Oh, great. And so we would get dropped off, and, like, you could hang out in the lobby, and then we would, like, make friends with all of the employees there, and we, like, snuck upstairs and just saw movies. And we would just, like, sit in movies for, like, ten minutes and then, like, bounce to a different one. Like, we were just... We were essentially mall rats, but at a movie. We were movie rats. And I... We just sat through... We saw Braveheart so many times. I don't even think I knew what I was watching, but we just saw it so many times. And we thought it was, like, so funny to, like, make fun of. And, like, like we just thought it was funny to, like, impersonate, like, Mel Gibson. And, yeah. yeah, we were just, like, we were just there all the time. And that movie became the backdrop to just, like, a lot of... I guess it represented, like, independence for me. Well, wow. Because yeah. he also... There was independence as a theme in that movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we just... It was, like, the backdrop to a lot of, like, really Did fun every time, times. Every time you get dropped off at the mall, would you go, freedom? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then my wife would burn at the stake or whatever horrible thing happened in that movie. I love Braveheart. Yeah. It is a really good it's movie. It's a great film. But it's one of those movies that I can't take seriously because of the context of right. when I saw it and how I saw it. Lovely answer. Yeah. Here we go. Is it? What is the... I mean, God knows what you're going to say. You're doing great. What is the sexiest film you've ever seen? I already said it. I think Call Me By Your Name. Really? Yeah, I could not (laughs) believe how I felt during that movie. I was like, and my friend Rose and I, we went to see it, and we were both just like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Like, we couldn't. Yeah, hands down. There are no words. I was just like. This is the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. So fascinating. Yeah. I couldn't... Yeah, all of it. Yeah, and it was sort of boring. Yeah. And I also am antsy. Boring and creepy. Boring and creepy. Yeah. And pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot to not be desired, but there was one other time I remember being like, that is so sexy, Um, and it was the scene in Hackers... When Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie are like in the pool, like yeah. hooking up underwater, and I was like, I don't think I've seen anything that sexy since then, which came out when I was like ten years old yeah. or something ridiculous. Until so it was like a big gap between that and like. And then a Byron. child fucking a peach. Yeah, <laughs> did it for me. Oh. Can you articulate any more as why you absolutely think that might be the case? I think I don't know if I can articulate why it's the case, but I can pinpoint moments where I was just like, oh my God, like there was definitely like some dominant submissive Uh, sort of like power struggles happening. 
that's not why that that's not like a thing that I'm like, yes, um, <laughs> at all. But I definitely was like, yeah, it was so like innocent and like primal. I don't know. It was primal. And also there, I think because it felt it had that feeling of like being on a vacation with your parents where it's like technically it's beautiful. You know, you're in Italy, you're essentially living mm-hmm. in a hacienda that's like in an orchard in a peach orchard and you're so bored and you don't care and you don't Mm. care about the things that adults care about. You just like want to be stimulated like in more ways than one. But there was that feeling of like the, of course it's like exactly what you would want to have happen to like break the boredom is to like see someone that you're just like, Oh my God. And then it happened. The, the fact that, and there was like, they were drip feeding you the conquest. It didn't happen immediately. Mm. And there was sort of that like, oh, I'm, I'm into them. Are they into me? I don't, I don't know what the boundaries yeah. are here. It's like my dad's teaching buddy. Like, yeah, there was just something about and like, an adult wait, and I'm a child. Yeah. And you're just like, is this going to happen? And so I think actually now that we're talking about it, I'm like, they didn't, they didn't get into it quickly. They really mm. were like milking the will they won't they yeah and then when they did you're just like it was everything call me by your name yeah what i don't know call me by your name name. so i don't really remember i guess that was like a thing they said to each other when they're kissing and stuff yeah he goes his name (laughs) and he goes his name i thought this is odd i mean i'm all for weird shit but I I don't, I, I don't want to have sex with someone and call them Brett. I'm saying that on record. Hilarious. <laughs> I mean, re- it is a level really of narcissism that would be... If I'm having amazing sex and I go, this is amazing, oh Brett. <laughs> you're Brett. <laughs> Are you enjoying this sex, Brett? Yeah. She's like, you're Brett. Yeah. I Brett. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. We're but both listen. Brett. Everyone's Brett. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Call me by my name. Right now and in I'll this scenario, call you by my name. I'll call you by... Yeah. <laughs> I had a joke when I first got married where I was like... I was like, yeah. Um, what was it? It was like, oh, I'm going to take... I'm going to take my husband's name and the, now he doesn't have a name. <laughs> and I was like, it's sort of that. Really a little funny. bit. I don't know. I guess because I think it was a bit of a buy, but I guess because because it was so like it would they felt like they had sort of an unspoken connection. I think mm. that saying something that ridiculous and so writerly, and I'm sure the writers were like, "Oh, this, this is going to be the title," you know. Yeah. I almost think it didn't matter because it was just like, "Oh, they're so sort of intertwined in this like weird mm. Italy bubble." Okay, there's a subcategory to this question, and the subcategory is. Troubling boners, worrying why dons. Okay. And it's the film you found arousing, but you're not sure you should have. Oh, I don't know if I have one. I don't know what that says about me, but I'm like, if so, I guess I'm like black and white in that way. I'm like, if it's, if it's, if sexy, it's, it's supposed sexy. to, if it's sexy, it's sexy. If it's not sexy, I don't find it sexy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't worry. If you don't have an answer, we, don't. Can, we can move on. But I appreciate it. I don't you. think I do. To be fair. I'm going to think of it after. Your answer seemed, your answer was very honest to the first question. So I think okay. you're forgiven I, this subcategory. Okay, For the listeners you. who were annoyed that she didn't answer it, I feel like we all know from this conversation she would have. I absolutely would have. have. Yeah, for sure. Um, if she, and in fact, what it suggests is there is no, you don't have any shame around sexuality. And so there's nothing that you feel is troubling about. Your bonus. Yeah. After all, you did die wanking to death in the beach. I did. So I would definitely say it if I had it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what is the film you most relate to? I might pick a recent one, which is I really related to Booksmart in that I... Yeah, yeah it was so great. Um, but I related specifically to the fact that like I always worried that I never like lived it up hard enough like when in the years when most people were like, I didn't really drink a lot in college. Um, I had a boyfriend, um, <laughs> which what a damn I should have been like, but yeah, I should have yeah, been yeah. like doing, I don't know. I should have been like 
drugs. Hooking up with more people and like doing drugs and like trying things and experimenting in every way. And I just kind of didn't. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that my parents were always like pretty trusting of me. So I never really felt the need to like rebel in any way. Like when I went to college, I wasn't like, finally, like the old ball and chain aren't weighing me down. I can really like let my freak flag fly. It's like my parents always were like, do you be yeah. you? Here's some drugs, yeah, you. I mean, kind of like my dad was in the music. My mom and dad were in the music business, so I grew oh, really? up around a lot of sort of like debauchery. And I think that I went the other uh, way, where I was like, "Oh, that's not going to be me." Like, not in a righteous way, but just I just kind of didn't. I, I at least convinced myself I didn't have an interest. And now I look back and I'm like, "Why didn't I do more drugs? Like, why didn't I have more sex? Why didn't I do all these things?" I kind of didn't, and I think that that's maybe even why. I feel like I'm in a place where I'm like open about like sexuality and stuff where I'm yeah. just like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm like at an age where I'm like more curious and it feels ridiculous to say that cause I'm yeah. not 21, but I am in a place where I'm like, Oh yeah, all that stuff is interesting. And I do think there's a level of needing to get it out of your system. And I kind yeah. of didn't. So I sort of in this weird way, feel like this, like, <laughs> like, like the not a thirty year old version, but like yeah, kind right. of adjacent to that a little bit, a little bit. I like that a lot. And book smart. The reason it's book smart is because like those girls when they're like, yeah, we're not fun. We need to be mm. fun. I've had that feeling a lot where I'm like, I'm not fun. I need to be more fun. I would watch the movie Thirty Year Old Drug Taker first time. Uh, really? I mean, we've got to work on the title, but yeah, it'll get there. <laughs> Get some, so get some big investors and your, make it happen. Your mom and dad were in the music industry. Is your dad Tommy Lee? My dad? Can you imagine if this is when I reveal my dad's Tommy Lee? <laughs> um, no, but my parents, they owned a concert promoting business. And mm-hmm. so, like, every band that came through Dallas and pretty much, like, all of the Southwest, they did shows kind of all over. Right. Um, my parents handled all of that and made the shows happen. and Worked together? They worked together. Met working? met working they were photographers first they were photographers for zz top when before i was born and then when i was born they were like well we can't like travel with a band let's open a rock club and so they did that when i was a baby and then from there they started the concert promoting business and then they ended up buying two pretty substantial venues um substantial size venues in dallas in like the arts district that were next door to each other. One was called Deep Elm Live and the other one was called The Bomb Factory. And so, like, every band that was coming up in the 90s played there. And so, yeah, so I was, like, getting a lot of music for free because bands would send us promotional copies. And, like, yeah, my dad was, like, kind of like a... Do you like like music or do you not care for it? Yeah, I love it. I feel like I I don't know it as well as I used to because I just don't, like, search for it the same way I used to, but I used to be, like, very with it. In that way. Like Can I you was, sing? Mm, not really. Okay. But I wanted to. Yeah. I really wanted to. And I played guitar for a little while, but I was not good at practicing and I never got better. Shit. Yeah. You must be a real disappointment. Yeah, I'm a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I've let everybody down. <laughs> what is the film that objectively you think is the greatest film of all time? Aliens come. They go, what is cinema? You go, oh, it's this one. <sighs> okay, well... Take it with a grain of salt in that I haven't seen a lot of movies that people would deem classics. But I think Rosemary's Baby is the best movie ever. What an answer. I love it. I think it's perfect. What an answer. It's so scary. It's so beautiful. It's sexy. It's everything. It's It's absolutely everything. Yeah. I love it. I wasn't saying, yeah, it's a great answer. I was just saying, yeah, I love it. Have we ever talked? We've not talked about it. Can I tell you my theory? I'm sure I may have tell mentioned me, this on the tell podcast. Tell me everything. I think that the whole Rosemary Baby, what it is about is manners. The whole film is about <gasps> manners. And and the and the actually that manners are what will destroy us. Because oh my God. she, Rosemary, uh, basically has these annoying neighbours. And all of this would be avoided if she were to ever say, fuck off. I don't want you to come around. She can never say no. Right. Boundaries. Keeps She's no around. boundaries. No boundaries and it's all politeness. They keep coming around. Do you mind if we... Oh, yes, of course. She never says, no, I don't want you here. Fuck off. God. Because she's polite. She's polite. She's polite. Everyone slowly comes in, slowly comes in. It's, oh, okay, after you. Thank you. Oh, please, thank you, oh, please, thank you. Until she's impregnated God. by the fucking devil. That's what you get for manners. <laughs> 
Wait, that's so smart. I really love that. Oh, okay. I think great. that's great. Is that a thing that you've read or you just, yeah, that was your, cause that feels like, um, it feels like a very solid theory. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like the type it feels like a New Yorker piece. That was written about <laughs> it. It's very, it's very chic. It's very yeah. of the time. If it were a New Yorker piece, it would be far more negative though, wouldn't it? It would be like, yeah. and that's why Rosemary's baby is racist. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. They wouldn't celebrate it. They would yeah. put it down. But uh, yeah, I, interesting um, answer. I love it. And I also love the book. Oh, yeah? Which the book reads exactly, yeah, it reads exactly like the movie. Mm. So it's rare, you know, when, when you see the movie, I mean, obviously there's like an artistic interpretation in the way it was directed mm. and the sequence where she does like, where she's on the yacht and, you know, she's yeah. naked and freezing and there are all these, you know, sort of whatever, directors, uh, whatever, it's hard to talk about that director, but you know what I mean? There's... Yeah. There's clear choices, but it is interesting that when you read the book, it kind of feels just like the movie. Because he, he also wrote, that writer wrote Stepford Wives. Is that oh, right? did he? I don't know. And also Sliver. Really? Yeah, I believe so. I believe I've wow. got it right. Wrote the books of them, I mean. I liked Sliver. Yeah, I really liked Sliver. Yeah, Sliver's a great movie. That's in my underrated. Yeah. That's a sexy fucking film. I yeah, I need to rewatch saying. it because I think I was, I, it sounds crazy but i do think i was too young to appreciate its sexiness yeah i gotta go back i mean it might not hold up but my memory of it is that yeah no it won't but it'll be fine um but yeah rosemary's Rosemary's baby Baby. yes what do you love about it so much um i think that it's sort of the taboo feeling of like you know it's the 60s and you know i didn't grow up in that time and i kind of have just like compiled evidence based on like snippets here and there of what it was like during that time Mm mm-hmm and it feels, you know, it's just like there's just a lot of repression and, like you were saying, a lot of manners. And I think given the time period, it feels like such a new film to me. Yeah. Like, it felt, yeah, it was so boundary-pushing in so many ways. And It's all about, it's all sort of about society, isn't it? Yeah. It's all about the, this, like, these two apartments and the, and the Brahm, what's social it mores what's or whatever it is. What's that building called that's famous? Isn't know. that where John Lennon was shot? Yeah, that sounds the right. The Dra something. Dries. Straight. The Dries. Dresden. The Dresden. Dre. The Dresden Bar in Silver Lake. No. The Dre- <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. I think, but I think because my interpretation of that time before seeing that movie was like, oh, it was kind of like stiff. Mm. And then you watch that movie and you're like, it is stiff, but then they're still pushing boundaries that feel current. Yeah. But it was in 1968. So there's part of me that's just like, it's just like fascinating. Like I can't take my eyes off of it. Like even her wardrobe and like her haircut and the way they speak, the way they speak is insane. She's like, guy, like it's so (laughs) dramatic and acting was so bad back then in so many ways. It was very like funny and cartoonish and big. It's like there's sitcom acting, but it's a film and there it's just like, I don't know. It's almost like a, like a sociological study when i watch that movie i'm just like this is a window into a world i do not understand yeah and it's all build it's all build up in like a minute of payoff that film like yeah and i like um i like that structure of like yeah. oh that was weird and then like a couple more things happen yeah. oh that's weird too and then it's just like the character <laughs> sort of realizing yeah. that they're under attack and then at the very very end it's fucking weird yeah yeah i like that yeah yeah i don't mind the like breadcrumbs on the trail yeah. and then we finally get to the candy house at the end yeah i'm sure it's similar it must have stolen lots of uh, the devil's advocate you ever see that film i never saw that with Shelley's theron Was and keanu, keanu reeves, reeves? And yeah i never saw it i love that film okay i'll watch it but it's like a cheesy version of hollywood but it's got lots of it sort of doesn't land but yeah. the journey the breadcrumbs bit i think is great yeah it's also at the end when She's like, what have you done to it? What have you done to his yeah. eyes? And then don't you see that he's like, I think in the book they say he's like kind of furry. And I remember yeah, being like, you do see it. that's kind of cute. Like, yeah, it sucks that it's the devil. Sure. 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 But also he sounds kind of cute. Red eyes. And then she starts rocking him. And then he has Should like. be with his mother. And yeah. Like, yeah. 
But he sounds kind of like, I don't know, he sounds like he might kind of look like a Labradoodle or yeah, something. Yeah, like a little terrier. Yeah, like a mean terrier, but still a terrier. I mean, like, a terrier is yeah. a terrier. Yeah. It's still cute. Listen, whoever the father is, you're going to love it. It's your baby. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would, yeah. Ugh, God. I don't have children, so I can't even imagine, but that feels very intense to even wrap your head around, like, would you, love would you dog. be the mother of yeah. a half-devil kid? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Of course you of would. Of course you would. Yeah, you would. Of course you would. Right. And you'd probably think, I can change him. Right. But you couldn't. You can't. He's, he's the, the fucking devil. devil. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> but then you would just, like, excuse all of his behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, it, he he's born that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's just who he is. Yeah. Let him, let him be he's himself. He's got a condition. What is it? He's the devil. Yeah. He's got devil stage four. Yeah, then there would be like, yeah, if that movie was made now, it'd be like, don't shame my devil baby. <laughs> what that devil baby says about us. <laughs> uh, what is the one film you could or have watched the most over and over again? It's Thai. It's Am a I allowed film? to do ties? You're you not can really have, you can have to. foreign films. No, I meant Thai. Like, no, no. <laughs> It's a Thai film. Yeah. <laughs> no. But are I allowed to pick two or I have to stick with one? You can pick two and then we'll have to choose okay. one of those. Great, great, great. Um, it's between yeah. Something's Gotta Give. Yeah. Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Yes. And it, with a very, very long crying montage, funny crying montage. It's so good. Yeah. Or The Switch with Jason Bateman. It's where it's Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston. And uh, Jennifer Aniston wants to uh, have a sperm donor because she wants to have a baby. Yeah. And he ends up switching the sperm, and he she uses his sperm, and they're just friends. And oh, she doesn't. That's lovely. Yeah, it's so good, and she uh-huh. doesn't. He doesn't tell her, and then he because he didn't. Oh well, he did it when he was drunk, so he didn't know that yeah. he didn't know for sure that he did it. Um, so he's like very drunk and I think maybe on pills or something, something happened and he yeah, doesn't really remember. And then like seven years later, she, Jennifer Aniston moves away, has the baby, comes back to New York and she's like, Oh yeah, I'm back. Like we got to hang out. And she's like, you got to meet the kid. And he meets the kid and the kid's like a little version of him. And he's like, this is weird. Like this kid has a lot of like similarities to me and they kind of don't get along. And it's very funny because they're so similar. They kind of like butt heads. Uh, and then he's like, oh, shit, like, that's my kid. And then he's like, and I'm in love with her, and I, like, fucked everything up, and she thinks it's this other guy's kid, and it's mine. And, yeah, uh, it's, like, a very good story. That sounds great. And it's very well directed. And who's the third person in Something's Got to Give? It's Dan Keaton, Jack Nicholson, and... Oh, Keanu Reeves. And Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Love him. Yeah. I'm happy for the switch. It's and really that you've good. watched it so many times. You should watch it. It's really good. Okay. It's really, like, heartwarming and funny. Um... And Jason Bateman's so funny. Oh, in it. he's so good. He's so good. Um, we don't have to be negative, but we'll do it quickly. What's the worst film you ever saw? I don't really remember it because it was so bad that I just talked through the whole thing. Okay. But I distinctly remember as a kid going to see Car 54, Where Are You? <laughs> and I remember being like, this is so horrendous. I think I, yes. yeah, I was just with a group of friends and we were like, what is this? This is horrible. And. Yeah, I think we ended up leaving, but I just remember, like, that was painful. And it was a remake, I guess? It's a TV... It was a TV show. It was, like, when they they were making TV shows into films from the olden days. Okay. Maybe it was, like, a 60s show. Yeah, and then they made it into a movie. I think Benicio Del Toro was in it or something. Is it? I don't know. I don't know why his face is popping up. It might have been him or someone who looked like him. It was so bad. It's when they did... Yeah, it was... But then that's when Brady Bunch movie came out and showed you how to do it. Oh, yeah. That's a fucking great <sighs> I saw that so many times. That is a great In the theater. Oh, and the my God. Both of them. Great. Masterpiece. But the first one I saw the same as Braveheart. I just saw it over and over and over again. We went so many times. Love it. Yeah. What is the film? You're in comedy. Yeah. What's the film that made you laugh the most? This one's tricky because, I mean, Anchorman. Okay. Yeah, probably Anchorman. I, Yeah. It's, I mean, once again, it's tied. Um, it's Ty T. I remember seeing Meet the Parents in the theater with my parents, and we all were, like, rolling. That's it was, like, sweet. just so... And Wedding Crashers. That was another one. The, I'm just trying to think of, like, seeing in the theater and being like, oh, my God. Yeah. I haven't laughed that hard, like, especially with a group of people in that sort of, like, yeah. unifying cinema way. 
but yeah, I would say Anchorman. I remember my mind being very blown. And the summer that that came out, we were just quoting it nonstop, like everything. And every time I watched it, I would find something else, like another piece of dialogue where I'm like, oh, it's so genius. And I just rewatched it and I'm like, it holds up so much. It's really, really pretty stellar. That's lovely. Yeah. Jamie Kaylee, mm. you've been excellent. Thanks. Really excellent. However, when you died masturbating on the beach oh, yeah, from that. a slight aneurysm mm. and your friends came and found you and they said, Jamie, have you been masturbating again? Jamie, Jamie, you had your sunglasses on. Yeah. And they realised you were dead. They were, they were simultaneously sad and amused. They picked you up, Weekend in Burnley style. They took you to some parties, told everyone, this is Jamie, she's dead from wanking on the beach. Yeah, they put a sombrero on me, yeah. sunglasses. People were sticking cigars in yeah. your mouth. yeah. There was a poker table, they sat you at it. But what happened was, at some point, one of the frat boys, because it's Mm -hmm. America, one Mm -hmm. of these fucking frat boys at a party, Mm -hmm. was like, hey, look at me, and started dancing with you, right? Look at me and Jamie Lee. And was on the balcony, got to the edge of the balcony, and accidentally (gasps) pushed you up the balcony. And your body tumbled down the, the Hollywood Hills. Terrible, right? We couldn't find you for days. Oh, God. And then when we finally did find you... Your body, I'm sorry to say this, but it's not, in, not intact. It was not in a great no, way. No. It, it stuck on some trees. There were mm. spikes for everything. Oh, no. Oh, it was Impaled? Real, yeah. Oh, no. Multiple times. Oh. Anyway, so we managed to soar up the trees. Yeah. Take your body. I mean, it was an absolute mess, but there's okay. bits of redwood and brown wood and uh-huh, whatever. All the, woods. all the woods. Yeah. So we've picked you up, but we've also picked up a lot oh. of other shit, right? Yeah. And we put you in a coffin, we stuffed you in, but there's a lot more of you than we were planning because yeah. of all the wood. I collected some brush along yeah, the along way. along the way. And we managed to stuff you in this coffin, but it's, it's jammed. It's oh. absolutely jammed full. And there's only room, <laughs> there's only room for one DVD oh, for no. us to slide in the side <laughs> of it. That's all there was room for? And when you go to the other side, there's movie night every night, and one night it's your movie night. What okay. film are you taking to show everyone on the other side? This might be a cheeky answer. Go for it. I'm going to present Car 54, Where Are You? Because... Why? Because that way it's, like, so bad that people will, like, talk and get to know each other and, like, really connect over being human beings because, like, life is short and... Like, that's the one thing that we probably all wish we had done more when we were alive. What, watched more coffee? Watched, no, like, not watched anything and just, like, talked to each other Oh, I see. So yours is the only movie night where people sort of drift off in the middle of the film. deliberately. And start to get to know each other. Yeah. So you're changing movie heaven to, like, your your message to movie heaven is maybe It's a little bit bit of a middle finger, but, like, not really. It's just, like, You're like, listen, every night we've watched The Fucking Godfather and Vertigo. Let's just... Not watch Car 54, Where Are You, which I'm putting on now. Yeah. Okay. And also maybe we can hate watch it, which is also kind of a bonding activity yeah. for a group. Well, you're really standing out in the group. I know. It's it's not a popular choice, and I'm probably not going to make a lot of friends because of it. But so people I might be will a bit talk of a about loner, you. But yeah, but all PR is, is good PR. PR. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Bad PR is good PR. Did you see Jamie's film? Which bit? Well, Car 54, no, I walked out. Yeah. Well, then we had a really good night, didn't but we? But we're talking yeah. about it now, aren't yeah. we? Wonderful. And they'll be like, oh my God, she's like... An anarchist. She's she's Dada. Yeah. <laughs> is she the de- the mother of the devil? Anyway, yeah. you've been magnificent. Oh, Thank thanks. you for doing this. Is there anything you'd like to tell people to look out for before we say goodbye? Oh, um, I have a podcast. Can I talk about that? Of course you can. Okay, I'm I have a, a podcast. Um, it's called Couldn't Help But Wonder, and it's available now. It's a Sex in the City podcast, I should say that. They go through every episode of Sex and City one at a time and yes. then tell personal stories that yes. relate to that episode. Yes, correct. In incredible detail to the fact that <laughs> you then can't look her in the eye. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much for doing the show. Uh, good, 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 have a wonderful death and good night. Good night. So that was episode 48. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 10 minutes of chat with Jamie Lee. If you do enjoy this show, subscribe, give it five stars and a nice review for the simple reason apparently it helps our numbers, means more people get to hear it, I can keep making it, we can keep doing this forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever until we all die. Thank you very much to Jamie for doing the show. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it, to Acast for hosting it, to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come back and join me next week where I will have another amazing, secret, brilliant, special guest. But in the meantime, have a lovely week and please be excellent to each other. 
Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind. Sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva Presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my neighbour Maureen. Yeah, thank you.